people don't fall in love with products. People fall in love with brands. Don't think of a product to sell, but think of, guess what? The story to tell. Daniela, it's me. I have the story. First thing not to say, please, my product is the best. Let's create a customer experience. Empower and engage all your employees. I can't wait to get on the new project <laughs> soon to do it. Hi guys, I love this phrase that I always tell my clients. People don't fall in love with products, people fall in love with brands. Do you know there is a big difference between a product and a brand? Products are being built and developed in the factories or being developed by the software engineers or grown on the fields where brands are built in the mind and hearts of our customers. Products, they have their own life cycle. They are born, they go through maturity, they die. Brands could live forever, hundreds of years. Remember the brand like Coca-Cola, IBM, and so on. Products could be replaced by something cheaper. Brands is very difficult to replace because they're unique. They have an emotional connection with customers. And I really wanted to take this topic forward. And therefore, I invited professional in products and brands, someone who's seen millions of brands around the world. Her name is Daniela Rossi. She's a former senior vice president for buying and merchandising for different brands. She has been in this field for more than 20 years. Daniela, thank you very much for finding time and for coming to this podcast. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Nina. It's a pleasure to be here. And thank you for these wonderful words of introduction. Made me feel a bit old, right? Let's say senior in a professional way. 20 years seems a lot. It's a long journey, but a wonderful journey. That's amazing, actually. I, I don't think I've ever met anyone who's been in that role for so long. So for me, it's also <laughs> going to be a discovery today. That's why it changes so many countries, right? To make it always interesting and engaging. <laughs> and more than that, today you're not just, um, ju not just in the field of the um, buying and merchandising, right? You have a much bigger agenda now. You have your own podcast, you're empowering women, you support women entrepreneurs. So we have a lot of things in common. Absolutely. I try to do my best yes but after 20 years of telling the stories of brands within retail I told myself uh, why keeping the conversation within retail so I decided to take the conversation beyond, beyond retail and discover that there's a story behind every one of us excellent thank you thank you I want to ask you one question and I think it's going to be the question straight away I don't keep Shoot. it to the end <laughs> I'll just do it straight away so you go and see hundreds of products, right? Hundreds of brands. How do you know which one to choose? How do you know that this is the product over, you know, that you want for your company rather than those stands that are also available? One million dollar question, right? <laughs> and then we know that I, all the secrets and... <laughs> Success story. Um, well, as you said... Uh, 
dozens, hundreds of products being released uh, on a daily basis. And nowadays, the market is so overloaded, mm. is so saturated by everything. So to really find the gap in the market, whether it's a product or a service, because at the end, the same approach applies throughout. It's here, it's really a, a treasure hunt. And you need to have that, uh, that vibe, that enthusiasm, that passion, but at the same time, a great structure to be successful because uh, you don't just go and walk an exhibition uh, and, and immediately find it. Actually, you do tend to see the same product over and over and over again. And when you travel um, international trade shows for 20 years uh, from uh, China, Hong Kong, Shanghai, and then the more um, glamorous one in Paris and Milan, London, New York, uh, you say, wow, yeah, yet again. So the structure. Don't think just the product. Mm. Don't think of a product to sell, but think of, guess what, the story to tell. And that's what I kept telling my buyers whenever, even from the moment I was recruiting them during the, during the interview process, because it is a process. The buyer is not, uh, is not a shopper. You don't shop for what you like, right? Uh, buying, it is, uh, it is a highly structured environment. You have to think first and foremost of your client's needs. So identify the needs and then think of what product will solve that needs. So provide a solution. That, and I'm getting goosebumps, that so is what gives you a successful product. So obviously you need to understand who they are, who's your customer. There's so much that goes behind it. That's why we need a structure. And this is so amazing because it's exactly aligned to what I go around and preach. Like-minded women. <laughs> Like-minded women connect. It's so true. It's really, mm. it's about your customers, number one, right? What Absolutely. they need. Absolutely. What yeah. they need. And then you, and then the storytelling. Yeah. And then I have structure to that. Yeah. I know you work in Australia, mm -hmm. in Europe, and the Middle East. Is there a big difference in terms of the customer's mentality? So just to clarify for the audience, you work in fashion, in uh, design, right? And in the um, beauty. beauty industry. Mm -hmm. So let's say a woman from uh, this part of the world, an Arab woman, how different is from Asian woman when it comes to buying beauty? Overall, what do you feel? I remember some European beauty brand who were telling me that the big trends, and I'm speaking about 10 years ago, as I, when I first arrived here, were tanning products. But guess what? Here there's still the, the charm. It's a white porcelain right, yeah. skin. So I didn't have to look at tanning product in Europe. I had to look at whitening product in, in, uh, in Korea. So yeah. starting from somehow the end, the, the last end of the, the circle will allow you to uh, to bring the, the correct product. So you're saying that storytelling, brand storytelling makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Could you give the example of how you, when you go and see all these products, let's say on the trade, um, the trade fair um, or in the manufacturer, how do you feel that story? How does that product tell me, Daniela, it's me, I have the story. What is that? Imagine, it's not only uh, when you go to trade shows, it's even when uh, uh, you're just in your buying office um, and the vendor comes to see you, right? Remember, buyers might see five different vendors every week. And uh, as a, if you're a designer, if you have your own brand, uh, the first big step is to get to manage to schedule that appointment with the buyer. That's already a success. Okay. Then you want that meeting to become a success. First thing not to say, please, my product is the best. 
because they've, no. they've heard it <laughs> so many different times. It's like a mom saying, well, my, my, my kid is the best. Well, tell them why it's different, why it's special. So um, as a buyer, that's the first thing that you want to understand. It's uh, what is special about the product, not immediately how it works, uh, how to make it uh, um, use, how to apply it on your skin, or how if it's a microphone, how to switch it on, plug it on, and so on. That is something that can be discovered afterwards, a second, third meeting down the line. It's also what your client doesn't want to know first time they walk into the store. They see the product on the shelf. There are so many similar products on yeah. the shelf. They want to see the story. As you say, it's not easy to see the story, so that's why you have to tell the story. Yeah, and in different channels, right? So it's the story. Story has to go through everything, yeah. through the design of the product, packaging, Absolutely. social media, how you communicate Absolutely. everything and the person who brings that product And to be you. consistent. So be consistent, be consistent from your uh, social media channels to your product. Uh, you, you, you said it right, so the packaging. Now you see more and more retailers using in-store videos. Uh, yeah. Next to as a, as a point of sale as a POS because it tells it helps to tell the tell the story. Um, don't only focus on the product and on the client. Empower and engage all your employees from the closest ones to the sales force to the delivery guys. Uh, if you're working on a, on a service that will be delivered uh, at home again, you want your message to be consistent and to really reach your customer and your client, not only when they hold and pay the product and receive it, but also as they use it. Or if something goes wrong, because things might go wrong when they call and ask for Mm, advice, ask for further information how to use it, or even if they ask to, re to return it because it's customer right. You know, unfortunately, um, recently I've noticed more and more with clients or potential clients one thing when you ask them, What is makes different your product? Mm. They usually say, What? My product is the best. <laughs> the best quality, mm -hmm. <laughs> variety, affordability. When we're talking about that segment, mass market, like across all the brands here, I'm talking about the Middle East, as most majority of my clients are here. Then the next question is let's create a customer experience, right? Mm -hmm. And we want the technology. And mm -hmm. we really, we want the technology there. We want to bring some AI. And, and I'm thinking sometimes all you need is the basic things. Yeah. Yeah. To really, and I love what you're saying. It's consistency is making sure that everyone in the company knows what they're selling. Absolutely, and yes. it's not just the down to the it. finance department because there are departments oh, that we tend the, to forget, right? <laughs> Accounting, the. finance, legal. They, they feel isolated. So empower them, engage them. You want yeah. them to each one of them to speak the same uh, the same language within yeah. the organization. It's uh, not always just about marketing, please. As no, much absolutely. as we love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> product development. Were you involved before in product development? Well, I studied Chinese, so that goes way, wow. be, way, way far. 1996, I taught myself, well, I want to travel the world. I'm not good at math. Uh, I hate math, actually. So China was a big new market. So I said, okay, I'm going to study Chinese. And I ended up uh, uh, right after university to not only to trade exhibitions in uh, Canton, Hong Kong, Shanghai, and so on, but actually mainland to the factories, uh, just by myself uh, with um, no phone back then, just a very heavy computer. Actually, probably didn't even have the computer. It was a, 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 foot, a camera, camera, a camera yeah, yeah, the yeah. actual camera yeah. with the, um, 
um, developing products. So from uh, my, my first employment was in a, in a gift uh, import export company of gift and um, tableware. So from candles uh, to fragrances uh, to dinner sets uh, to whole um, cushions, uh, bed, bed sheets. I learned so much because obviously I didn't have technical experience, but by being in the factories, I really I learned so much I've seen it all <laughs> <laughs> I see I seen a lot no. definitely and uh, seeing this product so disregarded because it was just uh, cups right these uh, uh, tiny cups I remember still 25 cents each then they would end up on the shelf for um, two euros actually we still had uh, lira in Italy so that was long ago <laughs> um, so I asked myself over the years what makes these worthwhile what makes it worthy what makes this uh, different because at first input export company large quantities it was all about building containers filling up containers containers loads of yeah. product and that's really your products without a soul you can you can bring in a story at every single point because otherwise there's uh, there's no difference yes so i remember working with uh, a publishing company to uh, apply, to identify some uh, uh, big paintings from uh, Van Gogh, Renoir, etc. So amazing. I, re I remembered what everything I learned at, at, at college and then apply them on uh, these um, uh, cups that otherwise would have been just ordinary cups with just an ordinary uh, pattern or design. And uh, they became collectibles. So you turned uh, just one single uh, unit sale into a multitude, into a proper range and collection. And that was year one, year two, year three. So you build loyalty, you build trust, you build education, and all from just an ordinary cup, 21 uh, cents cup. <laughs> and you know, um, I've noticed here, so I've been here for 26 years, and I've noticed the evolution of retail here. Mm -hmm. So before it was exactly that. We go to China, mm -hmm. we get some products, we put our margin on top and we sell them and everything was sold mm -hmm. because there was no really a lot of competition. Yes. A couple of days ago, I went around one of the shopping malls that has more mass markets and I was shocked. Even I don't, <laughs> I'm usually go shopping, but this time I was shocked. It was all the same products, mm. just different names at the on the you know the storefronts, overloaded, absolute clutter. That's the real competition. What I feel now is not so much even the brand next door is the clutter that we live in mm. with number of products. And I think now, I don't know if you feel, especially here in the Middle East, the whole rethinking of retail for local brands. I'm not talking about the rethinking of from the trader mentality more to the brand building mentality value creation i think is essential yeah. in order to yeah. survive what changed not only the market but even the client so the client nowadays is more and more savvy it's highly educated when it comes to product yeah. they tend to come to the to the store they can or they tend to land on your on your website already knowing what they're, what they're after uh, because they've seen it on uh, social media, they've seen it on TikTok. I see it even just my, my own daughters. They, they're so highly educated on, uh, on, on everything. To make the product unique, you have to come forward and, <laughs> might sound again, uh, tell your story because that's what makes the product unique. Uh, from, I don't know, the blouse you're wearing to a uh, jewelry we might be wearing. Um, you want it to become a statement. Uh, you want, uh, when someone compliments you on the blouse, you want to say not just in which shop you bought it, 
because everybody could go there and buy it. But you want them to to know, oh, well, actually, it was designed by X and uh, Y, um, following an inspiration uh, because, I don't know, they went on a, on, on a trip uh, and uh, they were yeah. uh, inspired. So it has to... It has to bring some sort of emotional connection. Does this apply also to the mass market brands? Because I see here sometimes argument that, oh, but that's more for the luxury brand. They need to care that much about the connection. Mass market is about filling up the shelves, you know, calculating the square meter sales and so on, and give the variety to the customers. And I know you worked in the mass market and premium segment. Does this apply to mass market? Um, of course, mass market is not niche. Niche is not mass market, but you can identify some niche collection or build some capsule collection and bring them into the mass market. This mm. is what we've done um, very successfully in London back then. So huge company, omnichannel company in US, UK, Japan, Germany, and then also Italy. Um, price point was crucial for them in order to hit the volumes. Um, but after 20 years in the country, after 20 years of very loyal, stable uh, customer base, they needed something different. Because, of course, you can't keep selling everything always the same, but you need to evolve. That's 100%. All the, um, so I was given this mission impossible <laughs> and uh, trying to elevate uh, the positioning to create a capsule collection. You can do, you can do everything internally, no matter how big your unstructured organization is. So we went uh, and um, closed a partnership with um, what, who was back then a hero, really a wonderful, incredible uh, female entrepreneur, very important designer, Kelly Hoppen, um, who worked with... Uh, Big names. Um, walked into her um, fancy, beautiful studio in Notting Hill. And um, she was capable to, together, to develop a range that uh, could bring her ethos, her uh, sense, aesthetic sense, but uh, for, for the mass. Obviously, everyone had to work on, on margins. We had to re source scout for um, factories that were able to meet her standards and uh, the company targets everything has to make sense also from a financial uh, (laughs) perspective we ended up in portugal looking at uh, bed sheets and linen etc but it, it was beautiful absolutely beautiful and it worked it really worked and i believe she's still on air wow that's that's very inspiring. Mm. I feel mm. like I can't wait to get on the new project <laughs> soon to develop for the local retailer here. I want to ask you three questions, really. So these are more for, let's say, retailers, local brands here mainly. Okay. okay. Three things. Number one is, in order to be successful retail brand, what do they need to do regularly? The other thing, why, what they shouldn't be afraid of, and then what they should really stay away from. Let's go for it. So what to do? Evolve. Remain true to yourself always, but evolve. Because we all need to evolve, adapt to the times. Don't be afraid of problems. Yeah. Because today problem is certainly smaller than tomorrow problem. So face the problem as they, as they arise. Um, and stay away from. Don't try to be who you're not. 
So obviously look at others because you need to be aware of the market and the competitions, but don't try to be who you're not. Don't emulate others because what works for them might not work for you. This is amazing. Have your own story. Be authentic, don't copy, but be aware of what's around us. I agree with you so much. Thank you so much, Daniela. Thank you, Nina. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Grazie mille. I had goosebumps the whole, uh, the whole that, thing. Woo! I wish I, I, wi- I take you with me everywhere. <laughs> they recorded to all the potential clients, really. <laughs>